For RCRTV, I'm Sean Kinney, and welcome to HetNet Happenings, where we take a look at all things DAS, small cell, Wi-Fi, and much more. Comscope. Thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Welcome back to HetNet Happenings. We've got a great show for you today that does depart a little bit from the infrastructure angle. We're going to be talking about the next big thing in mobile networks, which is, of course, 5G technology. We recently had the opportunity to go up to Plano, Texas and visit the folks at at Ericsson's Advanced Research Lab there to take a look at a 5G mobile test device. This video we're going to see is a part of our ongoing How It Works series produced by our editor Joey Jackson. Keith Shank, the director of the Advanced Technology Laboratory there, is going to walk us through the demo device. Let's take a look. Hi, my name is Keith Shank. I'm with Ericsson, and I am the director of the Advanced Technology Lab. So at Ericsson, we're looking at what 5G might be in the future. 5G has not been defined yet. 5G starts definition around 2018. We see a product starting to come out around 2021. But we have to start looking at what we're showing. So I'm pleased to be able to show you the first 5G demonstration system in North America for Ericsson. What we're using right now is we're using a 200 megahertz wide channel at 13 gigahertz spectrum. I'm showing off 5.7 gig downlink speed. It's a TDD channel. So I'm showing a 5.7 gig downlink speed on this. By the end of the summer, we're going to have a double that. We're going to have almost 10 gig of downlink speed because we're going to go to 400 megahertz. This is a basic OFDM channel. We're showing off MIMO 4x4 on, on the radio system. My radio base station is over in that direction, and this is my mobile. This might look like a really big mobile, but I want you to think back. My first HSPA mobile was a bus, an entire bus. My first LTE mobile were two nine-foot-tall racks. It's coming down, and I can actually drive this around. So this is my first mobile unit that I'm able to show off. One of the things, you've got to look at what 5G is going to bring. More bandwidth, number one, is the important part, of course. Lower latency. The network design is going to, topology is going to change dramatically. The latency is going to drop from the 100 millisecond range to the sub 10 millisecond range. That's the idea. So this is a perfect concept for near real time and real time operations. What I'm also going to get is, like I said, the bandwidth, the extreme high power, but also the connectivity. 5G is not just for me to be able to download my videos faster, but it is for machine to machine and the network society. And that's what we're looking toward, what has to be built. This technology is going to be the tens of thousands of things connectable per network node instead of the thousands which we have in 4G today. That's what we have. My main base station hanging out here is basically, uh, this is a prototype base station that is comprised of four radios built into it to get the 100 megahertz wide per radio. I'm using two today to give me 200 megahertz. And so I have my first indoor cell as well as my outdoor cell outside. Our, our network outside will be up in the summer. So we'll have that up and running for you to be able to come by and us drive this cart around uh, the driveway to be able to show the bandwidth. Today's episode is brought to you by Telecom Careers. 
the number one global telecom and wireless job board, telecomcareers.net. So now that we've seen a look at the test device up at the Plano offices, we wanted to dig a little bit deeper. We've got a great guest today, that's Dr. Hakan Anderson, who is the head of 5G product management for Ericsson. Dr. Anderson's joining us from Ericsson's corporate headquarters in Stockholm, Sweden. So thank you for getting on the video call with us. And uh, Hakan, can you please explain to the folks at home how we move from a test device that works in a laboratory setting to an ultimate commercial rollout, which at this point I believe is slated for somewhere in the 2020-2021 timeframe? The trial is part of us verifying technology components as well as uh, testing out technology parts from an implementation point of view. So say both from technology components like smart antennas, massive MIME and those sort of say technology components as well as implementation technology. And I think the reason why it is so big today is, is really that we are pushing the technology border. We couldn't build it smaller today because the technology wouldn't allow it. So part of really the next phases in the testbed is to take on new technology as they mature, so to say, independent of, of the 5G and start using this one in the implementation such that when it comes closer to real implementation, we would be at the cutting edge of technology at 2019, 2020. Because if it would be, so to say, utilizing 2015 technology by 2019, of course, it would be a little bit obsolete. So the test that we are building in a number of phases, where, which you saw in Dallas, is what we call the phase one. And as we speak now, we are putting together the hardware for the phase two, where we will both uh, improve the capabilities as well as so say, shrink uh, the components in, into smaller form factors so that we can... Yeah, again, test new technologies as a mature uh, outside, so to say, uh, independent of 5G. Okay. And then when it comes, yeah, sorry. And then when it comes to the next phase, what we call phase three, that's really when we come close to commercial form factors uh, in, in the radio uh, technology side. And those will be then in the order of 2018 uh, timeframe to be preparing for the 2019 launch. And Hakan, 2018 is really an operative date in the development of 5G. I know Ericsson and a number of partners are planning a larger scale demonstration at the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Can you tell us a little bit more about what to expect from that? 2018 is, is a good time to be coming close to these commercial form factors because then we also would have the opportunity to showcase something really nice, both performance-wise but also implementation-wise at uh, Korean Olympics, uh, in Winter Olympics in Korea. And Hakan, regarding that Olympics demonstration, I understand that the product will not be commercial ready, but what can the folks expect that will be different from the demonstrations that are ready to go today? It will not be a commercial product, of course, since the standard, if you're looking at, at the timeline for the standardization, uh, the community of operators represented in NGNM has requested a 5G standard to be ready by end of 2018. So the standard will not be fully uh, standardized by early 2018. So it will be a pre-commercial solution. But I would say with uh, commercial type of form factors, fairly close what a commercial product would look like, at least from the base station side where Ericsson is, is represented. So 
uh, it will be yeah, limited in in number of users i would say since there is not fully commercial volumes but it will be quite impressive when it comes to performance and the size of the equipment and the 5G work that's being done up in Plano, Texas is just the tip of the iceberg for Ericsson. Hakan, I know the company has pursued a number of partnerships with industry and academic stakeholders. Can you tell us a little bit about those initiatives? There is a lot of, I would say, pre-commercial uh, initiatives where they also collaborate with what would be our competitors in, in a later stage. But I think at this stage, it's, it's joining forces within the industry to drive the best possible solution for 5G. And for example, in Europe, we have what we call the NETIS program and the 5G PPP. And within those, you have uh, the normal, so say, infrastructure vendors that you would see, you have device manufacturers, but you also have representatives of universities, as well as uh, from operators, of course, and uh, in, in this uh, round also, uh, for example, car manufacturers, because we see 5G is addressing a lot more than just the mobile broadband solutions. So with 5G, we have the intention of starting to address new segments outside the typical subscriber-based mobile broadband, such as the car industry and the vehicle uh, and, and transport infrastructure, or smart grid, or any other sort of say of, of these fantastic areas which we see starting to benefit from uh, wireless connectivity. But outside of the METIS, we also have some uh, collaboration with universities uh, uh, on a more bilateral basis. Uh, for example, we have signed a collaboration agreement with King's College in, in the UK, as well as with Western University in Germany. And when we talk about 5G, Hakan, the majority of us are thinking about the consumer applications of mobile broadband access, but there's a lot more to it than that. I know there's big ramifications for the connected and industry society line that Ericsson pursues, and one term I've heard that I don't fully understand is tactile internet. Can you please explain to us what the tactile internet is and how 5G would figure in? to transfer not only voice, text, and video, but as also, also the tactile uh, skills of a person. We talked a little bit about robotic surgery, where actually you could do remote surgery from a person, a surgeon in one place, on a patient in another. But it could be other things also, like remote-controlled machinery, forest machinery, or mining mach machinery. And actually, we have, uh, in Sweden, we have a, a program, which we call the 5G for Sweden. We're actually going to test by the end of this year, these uh, possibilities. So it, it actually is opening up to transfer a lot more of personal skills on the internet than we've seen before. So I think that is a really exciting part of 5G. And, and the implementation is of course big, I mean, from a workforce management and a possibility to transfer skills to places where it would not be available in other, in other cases. So I think this is also quite fantastic for of the 5G. Hakan, thank you so much for joining us today on HetNet Happenings. We really appreciate your time. And 5G is a topic that we've looked into quite extensively in the past. If you're interested, I'd encourage you to access the archived issues of this show by way of the RCR TV website or also on the RCR Wireless News YouTube channel. And for the latest and greatest in daily telecom, IT, and ICT news, you can visit us at rcrwireless.com. To get those news items delivered directly to your inbox, please sign up for our daily e-news blast. For RCR-TV, I'm Sean Kinney, and thanks for tuning in to HetNet Happenings. 
HetNet Happenings is a production of RCR-TV. To reach Sean Kinney or to suggest a show topic for HetNet Happenings, you can reach Sean at skinney at rcrwireless.com. On Twitter at Sean Kinney RCR. To find out more about the latest in HetNet and all things wireless, dig into rcrwireless.com.